0: Hello! This is stage appropriate.
1: That was new. I know. Okay. With Juno and Katie. Yeah. We talk about musicals. Lots. Lots of musicals, or we talk about them lots. Both. Both. Juno, what musical are we talking about today?
0: I should be so lucky. Lucky, lucky, lucky.
1: Okay, cool. You're not seeing the whole thing. I song. should be so lucky in love. <laughs> we have seen I Should Be So Lucky, which is the Stock Aiken and Waterman musical. It's brand new. Very exciting. It's very good. And we've seen it twice on its tour at Leeds. It is finishing at Leeds tonight. The darn critics! No, yesterday, because it's s- Sunday. It's not Saturday. Because it's Saturday. Sass- Every day is Saturday sass- sass- for you. Ba ba dum. So, we saw this show just before Christmas, and it was so fun, we, we went to see it again. So, that tells you a little bit about what we thought about it. We went to see it twice in the space of a week, week and a half. Juno, would you like to offer our listeners? Because probably most people listening won't have had the chance to see this yet, because uh, it's brand new. I don't know why I did that. Are you going to explain the plot? It's very silly. Yes. Three but minutes. But first... Oh.
0: I am doing a shout out because we tried to do a shout out in another episode, but my mother ended up serenading the person with a very weird song that she claims everybody it's knows. It's literally
1: one of the most famous don't. songs in the world and um, he definitely knows it.
0: Okay. Hi, Jude. Okay. So now I'm going to do... See, I did it just to annoy you. I didn't say it. Now I'm doing the plot synopsis. Thank you.
1: <laughs> that was so business-like. Ooh,
0: songs by Beats. Next, Next item on the agenda. What? instrumentals? So what? instrumentals? I don't know. Okay. okay. Cool.
1: <laughs> Three,
0: two, <laughs> sorry. One. No. Oh. Three, two. One
1: Your face has gone all red. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's Ella and she's, I'm moving my arms a lot, and she's going to get married to this guy called Nathan and Ooh. they're about to have their wedding. And then she goes down the aisle, at the front, and then he's like, no, and runs away he doesn't go no and run away but he does run away and I'm really really, I'm really I'm being really confusing here and then so she's really upset she's got her sister Brittany her mum Shelly her nan nan I don't know what her name is nan yeah and her friends Bonnie and Michael as well so they were all like with them and so she was gonna go on a honeymoon to Turkey but she doesn't go with him, she just goes with all her friends and family. And so they go and they have a crazy time. So there's this girl called Olivia who's kind of knows Ella and she's She's a, bit a mean, mean girl. Yeah.
1: And she's Amber from everyone, Lottie Brooks.
0: Yeah. Everyone like ends up together and there's arguments and stuff and craziness and weirdness
1: <laughs> And other words that end in this. Is that the end of the synopsis? I'd say, yeah. So that's basically <laughs> the <laughs> premise. Ella gets left at the altar and goes on a honeymoon. And then I think what you didn't mention was that Nathan realizes he's made a terrible mistake. Oh, yeah, mistake. so
0: he goes after her. So he her. and his
1: friend Ash go to Turkey as well to try and like get her back. And so there's all sorts of silliness where they don't want anyone to know they're there. And then there's this tour guide called Nadim, Nadim who's hot. And he and Ella have a bit of a flirtation. And then he announces his love for her at the same time that Nathan reveals he's there. So it's all a bit crazy and I don't think we should talk about too much about the big revelations in the plot at the end or maybe we should but let's just do well, a warning rev-
0: rev-
1: well the rev- silliness because the plot Re- in the second wait. half Re- I can't say it
0: revelations revel revel
1: rele- Re- revolution Rev revolutions Re- relevate- yes. I can't the say the the show is about a revolution and it's a do pop- you hear the people <laughs> but it's the pop revolution you can probably hear in the me sing i'm being very loud yeah you've got a microphone wait so people i've, I've can had
0: definitely...
1: a rev a revel rev oh revels
0: <laughs> Re... what's your favorite Rele... revel do you know what what's your favorite revel an important all right
1: alexander hamilton Unimportant. <laughs> important there's a million things i haven't, I haven't eaten done. what flavor revels can you get like coffee orange those toffee ones the ones that are like Maltese, Malteses are not your I'm favorite. I'm not saying Rebel. they're my favorite. I'm saying you can okay, get them. The rubbish raisin ones.
0: Yeah, there's ones that are old chocolate. They're nice that I like. The them. toffee ones. As anyway, you say. so which is
1: your favorite? Uh, orange. Ooh. I like the coffee ones. But so I do like, like, like the orange. street. Cream. Orange cream.
0: All same. Right. I also like the hazel and caramel. Why not
1: tell us your favorite? <laughs> Court. yeah should we get back to should we get back to politics please y'all.
0: <laughs> every action has equal,
1: equal opposite, opposite reaction. reaction don't sing the don't next bit the <laughs> it's re- the we went to see hamilton in manchester the other day so it's all in our brains i'm kind of
0: emotionally scarred you know from all that language and beams. <laughs> before the show when we were going in the Got The people by the door, they were so suspicious of us.
1: She gave they, me such a look. Yeah,
0: so there were two people. One of them was like, is that water? Yeah, and he like, yeah. And smelled then, the contents th- of my yeah, bottle, you didn't open he? opened the bottle and then he smelled them and was like, hmm, yeah, that's fine, I guess. And then and then there was this woman that was like, um, are, are you here for Hamilton? And we were like, yeah. And you we were like, are you aware of the language and themes? And you were like, um, yeah, I wish you'd said, no, what are they? Because <laughs> I wanted to know what she
1: meant. And what did you say that she might have meant by the language? The bits that are in French. The bits that are in French. Maybe are you aware it. of the French? <laughs> so anyway, that's not what... We're talking about I should be so lucky. I should be so lucky. lucky. Right. Uh, we thought this show was going to be a bit naff, didn't we? So I booked a ticket for this thinking, honestly thinking, it's going to be like a, bit, a bit trashy, but fun. I thought it would be like a big silly show. We were seeing it in between White Christmas and Oliver, like, during a week before Christmas. So I was like, this is going to be good, because it'll be like a palate cleanser, and it'll be crazy. And actually, within about five minutes of it starting, I was like, oh, this is actually good. It's touring before they go for a West End opening, and I've read that, like, that's something that they're doing specifically, like, because they think it's a show that'll do well on tour, and they're like. People will enjoy People like seeing around hollow. the country. I have seen a couple of quite sniffy reviews about it. They're saying it's just sort of, it's silly and it's a bit shallow. But I think that's just, I think that's stupid. <laughs> like guys, yeah, it re- it's one of the most fun shows we've seen all year, isn't it? Yeah. And something we do you want to talk about the set?
0: Do the stage. You can, so there's all these hearts. That are sort of framing um, the stage. Yeah, that frame the stage. And that
1: form the wings.
0: Yeah. And there's a screen at the back of the stage. That has got projections and stuff. not They don't overuse it or anything. No, and
1: sometimes on previous episodes, for example, in the We Will Rock You episode, I've complained about projections as looking a bit cheap. But actually, in this. They didn't use them much. As it's well really. As like no, it's clever. It. And it's like when they're on the beach, it's showing the beach and like the waves crashing against the sand. And then they use it to show it's that it's nighttime and, it, and there's a thunderstorm in the second half. And they use it really effectively then, I think. There's a really funny thing because Kylie's in it. Now, not actual Kylie, she did not appear at Leeds Grand that would have been too exciting you so Kylie appears as a sort of kind of fairy godmother alter ego type thing so when Ella is having like a moment of crisis she Which turns to the mirror much. and it's Kylie that she's talking to
0: Yeah.
1: and what does she say strong beautiful fabulous and obviously Kylie is like an absolute goddess so
0: and has a song called
1: Goddess when though. she is doing it it's just it's just really funny and it, but that's in this massive mirror that sort of comes down from the stage and there's some quite there's some good like effects like there's a bit with a hot air balloon that gets more dramatic in the second half and that's done yeah. in quite a cool way and then stuff like they go they go to nathan and ash go to ella's house to like beg to see ella did
0: you see the name of the house was the heart, heart house.
1: house yeah, yeah and the, the house one. kind of drops down from the top and it features, I think, twice in the show, Yeah, quite briefly. Then- but still, and I, we've talked before sometimes about things coming on tour and not having a big set because obviously yeah. the cost of transporting it around is a lot. And I feel like with this show, it looks like money's been spent on it and it looks like they're trying to make it as big an experience for an audience as possible and it's a big cast as well isn't it yeah those are some of the things that are really good and costumes as well like before we get to the songs let's talk about that because it's a lot of costumes and they're very it's all very sparkly isn't it like there's this really good bit at the end of the first half where they go to a nightclub. what's it called eastern promises and eastern like Promise. everyone's Singular. wearing all these like sparkly sequin outfits it's just a really fun show to watch isn't it it's really bright it's really colorful yeah and it's fun. Like, the first time we saw it was on a Thursday matinee. And it did feel a bit like the audience weren't completely getting it, would you say? Mm-hmm. But then we saw it on Saturday afternoon yesterday. And it was a bit more vibey, wasn't it? When
0: this comes out, it won't be yesterday.
1: People were bopping. Well, no, obviously it won't. Silly.
0: But people don't know that. People have asked me stuff about the episode. And I never remember because we normally post it ages after we yeah. recorded. So, I'm like, oh, I don't remember. And we don't post them the in order. magic we don't.
1: for people. kills the magic. Oh, well, no. no. Is our podcast meant to be magic? Right. Let's talk about what I think is the best thing about the show. That guy who is in Eugene. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that as the best thing because obviously the songs are the best thing, but some of the members of the cast, I, think I was really excited because I don't think there's anyone in the cast who we were familiar with before Except but when we opened dominic the program I saw, when you opened the i opened program, the program and right? i saw dominic anderson who i am a big fan of because we saw him in eugenius as eugene's dad and tough man and he is very good looking that's all i'm gonna say and also very talented but he's a very funny character he plays this american guy called revel harrington the third who is there with ella's not friend from school olivia who mysteriously has an American accent now. And then at one point she gets annoyed and starts talking in what is definitely not an American accent. And that's quite funny. We know this show is continuing to tour. Like we should check really. I know it's going to Essex because Charlotte and Ava are going to see it. Shout out if you're listening to this. It's going to Sheffield in a couple of weeks time. It's going to Southampton, Wimbledon, Oxford, Glasgow, Hull, Milton Keynes, Southend, Woking, Bromley, Birmingham, Bristol, Liverpool, Sunderland, Aberdeen, Dublin. So it's touring until May. So there's loads of places to go and see it. The first half ends with Ella having to sort of choose between Nadim and Nathan. But she doesn't. But she, she, runs she just away. runs away, as you would. And then in the second half, things get a little bit crazy because no one's really understood why Nathan ran away from the wedding. No. I'm going to discuss my feelings about Nathan.
0: No, wait. On. But there's this thing. He went to his grandpa in the like old people's home. And
1: Are you going to quote what his grandpa no. says to you? Know?
0: I'm going to say, not as a swear word. Okay. But anyway, so he was like, he just came in and was like, I did it, Grandpa. I didn't go through the wedding. And he was like, what wedding? He was like, you know, me and Ella. And he was like, oh, why? And Nathan was like, because of the family secret. And he was like, what family secret? And he was like, you said that I shouldn't marry Ella because of the thing. He was like, oh, yeah. And then so he was like, oh, I made a big mistake. And he was like, well, well, then you can just go back and tell her that you made a mistake. And he was like, I can't do that. I left her standing there at the altar. And then he's like, "What should I do? I'm not going to say it." <laughs> and he said, "And don't ask me. I've got effing dementia." <laughs>
1: I can't believe just an just, yeah, it's a, it, it's really funny because yeah, I think you don't really expect people to make jokes about stuff like that because obviously it's a very serious subject. Yeah, but, but... it's done in this uh, comedic way, and this, there are some jokes that don't quite land, aren't there? Like the Barbara Cartland thing. I'm like I'm pretty sure most people in the audience don't know who that is, but on the whole. Like, the book is funny, isn't it? I think that was one of the criticisms that I saw of it, which were people saying that the book's not good. And actually, I think the book is funny.
0: So Shelly, who's Ella's mum, her husband, Big Mike. Good Mike. So he doesn't go with them. And you get this idea that he, like, misses them, basically, because then it's the anniversary. And also, the guy who, like, works at the hotel and is looking after them is called Spencer, and he's really funny.
1: <laughs> he says that and- thing where it's like, oh, my name's not Spencer. Which it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Big Mike, he goes to the hotel and he says to Spencer, I'm Big Mike, I'm looking for my wife. And he's like, right, Big Mike, you're going to have to give me a bit more than that. And he says, he like describes her and then he's like, oh, he says that she's here with the daughter, Ella. And then Spencer is like, oh, Shelley, yes. And he's like, it's her anniversary. And Spencer's like, oh, you came here as a surprise. How romantic. Yeah. And he says, "Um, no, I ran out of food. And then Spencer says, just an idea. When you see her, tell her you miss her before you tell her you're hungry. He's really
1: funny. Like yeah. we've seen two different actors playing Spencer.
0: Yeah, they were both really it's funny. It's a really
1: funny character. I really enjoy Spencer. He's amusing. We're going to talk about big plot revelations that come right at the end now. So if you don't want to you know I this bit, that skip a once. couple of minutes. So everyone says at the end, so Nate Ella repeatedly Na-ella. is like, oh, yeah, okay, Nathan, I forgive you let's oh, i'll forgive and forget if you say you'll never get. and you're like he does not deserve this song
0: and then at the end she's
1: like i don't need to know what happened it's fine and her family are like oh we need to know and he comes out with this ridiculous story that his granddad who let's remember has dementia said something that sounded like that ella's mom had an affair with nathan's dad and that's how ella happened which would make nathan and ella half siblings and Thus, their wedding would be incest and illegal. And then the grand's like, oh, wait, I think he means me. And the whole thing makes no sense. But it's fine, because it's like silly, and that's okay. And then that revel guy turns up and he's like, oh, hey, me and Olivia, we're not really married. We're just going up and down the med, c- conning people. But now I love you, Brittany. And then Britney's like, had oh, okay, thing. they've right. had a bit of a thing, and she's got a gambling problem, which I did notice a bit more the second time we saw it Actually, you? yeah, there's that bit where Spencer's like, oh, someone's making noises in the bedroom, and it's all a bit suggestive, yeah. and it's obviously that she's been gambling and she's been like, yes, I'm winning, and yeah, right, it's safe now. We're not going to talk spoilers now, so that's it. That's yeah, it for yeah, the spoilers, yeah, 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 but that yeah, tells you a yeah, bit yeah, about yeah. how crazy the plot is if you are if you listen to that bit. I want to talk songs. So the best thing about the show is the Stock Aitken and Waterman songbook is just absolutely brilliant. So if you're not familiar with Stock Aitken like I grew up with a lot of these songs so Kylie and Jason were sort of the first pop stars that I really liked when I was probably about 7 or 8 I suppose. I had the Kylie Minogue annual for like maybe that was like 1988 so maybe I was even younger I don't know. And she had big hair and like big bows in her hair and like off the shoulder tops and she was all cute. That's where these songs come from so the sort of old school Pop, so you've got like Kylie songs. I should be so lucky. Never too late. It's a Kylie song. Step back in time. Better than ever, you know. And then obviously you get especially for you, which was the big Kylie and Jason duet. And the songs I think oh, are used too. really. I think the song use is really clever. Yeah. And you get little bits of songs sometimes that are then used throughout. So, like they use especially for you as part of the wedding vows, and then that comes up later on when Nathan's trying to win Ella back. Yeah. And then it's at the end as well. And you get like little bits. Like there's a really funny bit where Spencer's like comes up to the hotel room where they're all staying in and he's like, you just need to try and be a bit more respectable. And obviously, if you know these songs, you know exactly what's coming next. And that's when they sing the, we are never gonna be respectable. And you just, you know, it's coming. And I think that's one of the things with jukebox musicals that either makes it cheesy or just makes it really funny. For example, in Dreams where Ramsey's like, I'm not getting a plane. I'm an Uber driver. I'm going to drive. And then the next song is, I drove all night. Because when you can kind of, they sort of telegraph what's about to happen and you see it coming and then you hear it and there's this like satisfaction in guessing, even though it was really obvious what the next song is. And I think this show does this quite well. And songs are sort of done in different ways. So like when Ella's just been jilted, her grand standard comedy old person comes on and sings too many broken hearts. And it's really sad because she's like, feeling sorry for ella but then that song comes back at the end as like a song with two people getting together and so it's it's really clever like i think it's really easy to sort of dismiss songs, songs like this like some people are really dismissive of pop music but this is the best sort of pop music it's great and i think the arrangements are brilliant i think they make the song sound absolutely fantastic they don't do anything particularly crazy with them, but you know, they've got You'll Never Stop Me From Loving You, which I think is a Sonia song. And Get never Fresh at the Weekend. Never up. gonna give you up. And everyone knows never these I say everyone knows these songs. I know that Do, they're you, gonna give you, up, do know you know the rest of the songs? Because we had like a couple of years ago, we had a phase of listening to a lot of Kylie in the car.
0: I'm gonna tell you what I know. Okay. So there were quite a lot that I didn't know, but I knew there was a bit of Genesis pourquoi. Yeah, I, I love that. that song. I know "Better the Devil You Know," and I know "Never Gonna Give You Up." Never gonna give. Never gonna give. Never yeah. gonna give. I know that, and I think that might have been it.
1: Okay, but that doesn't detract in any way from your enjoyment, does it? Because actually, no, most jukebox really shows, you don't know any of the songs, do you? Like "And Juliet." I know. You didn't some. go into that the first time, going, "Oh, I know all these songs," did you? No, but I knew some. And I think that's probably true with most stuff. I don't think you need to in all the songs what would you say in terms of appropriateness there's
0: some swearing there is some swearing
1: and there's some generally sort of
0: Mm.
1: i think it's the kind of stuff you probably don't notice but there's some bits in the like choreography and like the odd reference that's obviously meant to be sort of i'm gonna use the word bawdy here which i like b-a-w-d-y so it's sort of like silly suggestive it is a bit rude but i think children probably don't get it anyway It was quite funny when we saw it yesterday because the row in front of us, the sort of six seats in front of where we were sitting were empty. And about 10 minutes in, Juno kind of nudged me and pointed as if to gesture, how good is this? We've not got anyone sitting in front. At which point the people sitting in front of us came in and the child sitting in front of Juno, we reckon, was what, six?
0: Year one. Year one, we reckon. When you were in my school, you have a buddy in year one and she looked like about the same age and stuff as She was Diddy
1: and what she I saw. really thought was funny is
0: she had a phone sense of
1: people. first of all she had a phone Juno was clearly thinking I'm not allowed a phone and the one of the first things that happened when she came in and sat down was someone stood at the front of the stage and said a swear word to which and I just thought oh, yeah. the grown up she it. was with must have been like can oh, we God. not come <laughs> a bit later <laughs> what the hell it was really and a her face a second later her eyes kind of were like whoa it was so funny
0: did you see the little girl she went like this to people's eye next to her <gasps>
1: Yeah, it was. She was clearly like, "Yes, what are we watching?" So that was quite funny. I don't think it's necessary. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like appropriate, appropriate, but I don't think it's an issue. Like, and it's so fun and silly. Yeah. There's so much in it to enjoy, and I think it has got that sort of. What did I compare it to? That was really silly. Shakespeare. I don't know. Shakespearean comedies. There's yeah, loads like, of. And Juliet. Yeah. Can
0: I compare it to And Juliet? You can,
1: because you can complete the point I was about to make. Go on.
0: So basically. There's all these people, basically.
1: I said basically twice. Basically, basically. And
0: they all get together at the end. But I think it's quite funny. Because in Aunt Juliet, there's Juliet and she's with Romeo. Then Romeo goes away slash dies. And then, so he comes back and declares his love for her. But she's kind of with someone else. That's exactly oh my God. like so it basically is the and same, Nathan. It? Yeah, I was thinking that while watching That's it crazy. the other day. Yesterday. I haven't so, thought it. So Because she was with Nathan. Nathan ran away from the altar. Then she goes... To Turkey, and then he comes to like declare his love for her again, and she's with Nadim at that point. So like, <gasps> cray cray. Oh, is that it? Yeah. And Julia, Julia,
1: as we said in our multiple episodes about, and Julia is. Structured like a Shakespearean comedy rather than a tragedy, and that's one of the things that's clever about it. Because obviously, Romeo and Juliet is tragedy, but and Juliet is like a comedy because at the end, all the couples who've been all mixed up throughout are together. And weirdly, this show does the same thing, so it ends with everyone coupled up Except apart from Aunt. Gran, who's like, Nope, been she there, says, never done again, never again, yeah, which is funny. So it does follow that same sort, of, and then that, and at the end, oh, you're we like, Well, out. that's silly, but it is also like it's a, it's a neat and satisfying ending, isn't
0: it? Yeah. But you do find out that... This is a spoiler. We've already kind of talked about it. Do
1: people it, need to skip the next 30 seconds if they don't want to know what happened?
0: Um, no, it's fine. Okay. So her grand, she says something about her being left standing at the altar as well. Oh, yeah. Which I was like... Runs in the family.
1: Ooh. On both sides. Wow. Craziness. <laughs> do we think... <laughs> You're just doing a thought? Do, are voice. we happy with Ella's conclusion in the show? No! So ideally, what would we have written for but Ella? But again... It is like Angelique
0: because at the end of Angelique, she gets back with Romeo. But Romeo is quite funny. It's not his fault he died. Yeah, that's
1: well, cool. didn't he kill himself? Well, oh so it, it was kind of his is. fault that he's been with loads of other people who were like, yeah, yeah. We all love Romeo, so yeah, we think at the end Ella should be like, I don't want a man. I'm gonna go off and sing Kylie songs by and myself because I'm strong, beautiful, oh. fabulous. Yes.
0: We're doing the moves, strong. So
1: I do think that would be. That's what I was expecting. I thought Me the end too. was going to be her being like, nope, don't." maybe there's not a song in the Stock Aitken and Waterman songbook about not needing a man. Maybe they just don't do that. That was a bit of a letdown because Nathan is kind of the worst. Like, he jilts her for the stupidest reason. Like, you wouldn't break up the wedding. You wouldn't turn up at the wedding and then be like, oh, wait, I can't do this. Because of something that sounds completely implausible. I feel like you would have spoken to someone about this beforehand. Big Mike's like, I spent 20 grand on that wedding. There's 250 volavons in my house. Because that's something that's quite funny. So the first time we saw it, like, Big Mike gets really annoyed and like, throws a tray of volivons at okay. Nathan. And loads of them end up like going off the edge of the stage. And I was like, oh my god, the band below the stage has just been pelted have with pork pies. But then I realised later on there's like a net over there. Because there's also a bit where beach balls get thrown out. That's and really obviously brilliant. it'd be quite annoying if you're like trying to play the flute and someone whacks you with a <laughs> beach ball. You'd be like, excuse me. That's not I helpful. excuse me. I excuse me. Watch Pitch Perfect. So then Nathan's like, oh, I'm going to go and get oh, no. we should a back. Aided and abetted. Perfect episode. We should. Aided and abetted by his friend Ash, who is funny. No,
0: but quite I find it quite annoying how every time Nathan messed things up, Ash was like, we're not giving up right. now.
1: Here is the other thing that I thought. I thought it was going to end with Ella being like, I don't need a man. And Ash and Nathan realising they were in love with each other. Because the way Ash talks to Nathan is very like, I've always been here for you. I love you. Like he gives him a kiss on the cheek at the wedding. I'm like, this is all like nice and bromancy. But I sort of thought they have matching outfits, for God's sake. So when Nathan and Ash turn up in Turkey, they've got all these like little coordinating romper suits that you might put a toddler in on a warm day, which is really funny. And also Ella's not meant to know who Nathan is, but the person playing him has got tattoos. So when he's meant to be like in disguise, surely she'd be like, I recognise that ink. Anyway. I don't suppose it's meant to be like top level realism but and then Nathan gets all annoyed because he thinks she's at, like with Nadim even when she isn't and I just think he doesn't deserve her is what I'm saying.
0: When um, Brittany when she first meets this guy
1: Revel Harrington
0: the third so he's taking her on a yacht
1: to like an oh, yeah.
0: island Greek Valaraki yeah, yeah to Greek. the
1: Greek island yeah. and
0: so you can see on his yacht that it says that the name of it the boat the name of the boat is the waterman which is funny because pete
1: waterman in case you don't know stock Aitken and waterman like wrote and produced all of these classic 80s and early 90s songs and then pete waterman don't know so much about the others, but the, he was on like X Factor or Pop Idol or something later on. So he sort of maintained a bit of a profile in that respect. Yeah. I mean, if you were there, you absolutely would when someone is like, oh, I think maybe you should do a musical of your songs. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like it's, if someone's clearly gone, right, Max Martin mm. has got a musical and these songs are no worse than those ones. And there's nothing tying them together apart from the fact that the same person wrote them. So let's do it. So I do think it does make sense. I jukebox. I don't know jukebox musicals sometimes i'm not as happy about and sometimes i'm just not bothered you like and julia this in dreams yeah ain't too proud and i like like we will rock you i just didn't like it when we saw it in the summer and i love ain't too proud yeah okay I think I don't like Mamma Mia, but I think the plot's the problem. you you think that would be the case with this, wouldn't you? I don't know. Why do I not like? Because I like other songs. So what is my issue with Mamma Mia? Maybe I need to the investigate plot's this more deeply.
0: Weird. They're both about yeah. weddings, though. They're they are. So well, laughing. I
1: think a lot of people have looked at the initial plot of this and gone, "All right, it's the same as Mamma Mia," and it's not it's really even. Mamma Mia is like,
0: like her. Not knowing who her dad is and inviting randomers to her wedding. which is
1: a little bit weird. But I suppose a wedding is like a source of potential conflict and drama and craziness because you've got loads and loads of people in a room together, a lot of whom get drunk. So a wedding is always going to be an opportunity for something like a good story because... Of those things So that does make sense mm. Oh merch Oh merch Right we I, Sunglasses floaties If go, you've, go, you've go, listened go, go, to our go. podcast before You'll know that we love Just frittering away My money I was going to say our money My money On merch money. And sometimes You can't get any Sometimes it's just a program mm. When it was hairspray They didn't even have a program So I always find that a bit sad Because Juno likes Juno collects the magnets I like to get a pin What can I say And then if there's random stuff We like the random stuff Don't we I and got a floaty we, Yeah So Juno going. got A little, what is it? Is it a flamingo? Like a little inflatable flamingo that you'd put a drink in in the swimming pool. And the pins were cute. And they had like sunglasses. They've got fans. So on this occasion, we would like to praise I Should Be So Lucky for its excellent merch options. We appreciate it.
0: Also, can I just say something that's unrelated to the show? Go on. I know that I do shout outs for people I know that listen. But if there's people who do listen that like I haven't given a shout out, please will you tell me? Yeah, if you're sat there
1: going, I cannot believe the nerve of her. Yeah, because i because every one of these stupid episodes.
0: If I, if I find out that someone does listen, I will give you a shout out. But please tell me if you do, because then I will.
1: Yeah. Don't get know. offended. And then Juno will give you a shout out. And if your name is in a song, I will sing it for no, you. And then I'll get you to cut it out because it's weird. The thing is as well, Juno won't know whether I actually have cut that bit out of the Oliver episode because... I do all the editing. And then, to be honest, you don't usually then even listen back to the episodes. So maybe I will leave it in. If you're not nice to me. If you keep making jokes about my age, maybe you'll find... I'm not making jokes about your age. Anyway. You were being mean to me, so I just told you how old you are. I'm never mean to you. I'm always a supportive and loving parent. Juno, have we anything else to say about this show? It's really fun. I really, really recommend it. It is a very entertaining show. It's silly, but in an entertain not in not in a way where you just like dismiss it, but in a way where you don't have to take it seriously. And I think that sort of escapism with the music that is being used here is sometimes just exactly what you need. And if this show works in the depths of December, when you're going into the theatre at half past two and it's already getting dark, then seeing it in summer is going to be terrific. So if you haven't got tickets and it is coming near you, go and watch it. Do it. And if you want to take kids, just be aware. There's a few adult references, but I think probably would go over the heads of children. And there's a few swear words, but nothing like nothing like abusive. It's that thing like I we talk about before where it's like swearing for comic effects.
0: Yeah, if it's swearing in a funny way, or just like you've done something wrong, so you just swear. And a lot of oh. it's to do with
1: the timing, isn't it? With those sorts of Yeah, stories.
0: but if you're we we swearing so much someone. about swearing mm. on this podcast. No.
1: Yeah, it's not like abusive swearing, obviously.
0: Wait, did we what? talk
1: about the cat? Who do you want to talk about?
0: I don't know. I was just I was wondering wondering program. you to talk I about. literally I
1: have talked about Dominic Anderson. Just one person. So who else did we see? Oh, Elliot Broadfoot it was Michael. I thought he was absolutely hilarious and also has got an amazing voice. Taylor Carter plays Bonnie. Same. Absolutely love them both. She's really amusing. The first time we saw it, we saw so many understudies. Yeah, we saw like five understudies, didn't we? Yeah. And then that was quite cool because it meant we got to see different like wholly different people. people. Yeah. We saw uh, Matthew Croak as Nadim the first time we saw it and I really liked him. There's a bit where, <laughs> where he meets Revel and Revel's like, more like Nadream. dream. And I was like, mm-hmm, correct. And we saw oh, Melissa Jacques, I'm guessing, Jack Jacquesquez perhaps as Shelley, amazing voice, absolutely love her. Yeah, she was- Ella, Lucy Mae Sumner, we saw her, and then we saw Anna Unwin, she first time really- we saw it, who and is then we saw Olivia her as in the main Olivia. cast. Yeah, and loads of people covering lots of different roles, which we think mm. is very cool, don't we? I did want to say something else about the show, which I really like, which is, it's a really body positive show, so you, when you're watching it, there's people of all different shapes and sizes on stage, and it's cool that sort of inclusiveness and i love it i really like the choreography as well like especially the ensemble choreography the dancing's really good it's like that it's dancing where you're like i want to learn that dance routine that looks sick and the finale goes on for about 20 minutes and they must all be absolutely exhausted at the end the first time we saw it it was a bit more muted maybe because we were in the dress circle and people didn't really stand up I know. but then what i noticed yesterday was at the start of the finale the guy playing nathan went come on everyone stand up i want to hear you singing and that everyone was like oh okay because i think it's not entirely clear at the end of the show whether they're doing the bows because with what's happening at the end everyone's coming up to the front in pairs and some people were applauding and i was like but they're not bowing so these are... but i think there was a bit of confusion about it and then at the end you're on your feet for like 10 minutes at the end yeah. aren't you while they do like a sort of medley of all the songs So I think signalling that, because I think people don't want to stand up and sing along (laughs) if they're going to get told off or annoy everyone, obviously, because that's bad theatre etiquette. So I think the fact that, I don't think he did it the first time he saw it. Maybe he did and I just didn't didn't notice. And like doing sort of doing gestures to show they wanted people to join in. I was like, all right, okay, that's a good idea. And then I think you leave on a massive high note, don't you? Because of that. If you've been able to get up on your feet and sing (sighs) along and dance along, then you're always going to feel like you've had a great time at the show, aren't you? Yeah,
0: I'm doing a
1: massive high note now. Hey, cool. Juno, where can people find us? Stage. Underscore. Appropriate. And thank you very much for listening. Yeah! To this episode. Yay! We'll be back soon with more musical theatre nonsense. When we say soon, we mean a week. Well, yes. Goodbye. Bye.